0: Just so you know, there may be some swearing.
1: From the kitchen table, this is get close panic. Hi, um, just pull the door. I think it's pull. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, it's level two. It's a very weird way to meet somebody really, for the first really time, familiar, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly, probably, I suppose, yeah. In good, yeah, because <laughs> I try really hard with that, <laughs> and I can't, I kind of stale yes. when I get home. Hi, nice. how was your day? Um,
0: yeah, 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 it was good. <laughs>
1: I really yeah. <laughs> um, I I, uh, I have drinks. Yeah, yeah. I've got prosecco, beer, or sparkling water. Prosecco, you prosecco. Oh, girl. I yeah. um I
0: uh, had I crashed my um friend's Valentine's dinner last night. So <laughs> third wheeling and uh, I don't know if you want to. <laughs> so,
1: um, today you, I'm a bit flat. Yeah, did you truly crash? Like, did they know you were gonna come? Oh no, it was like they wanted me to be there, but
0: you never feel like you always feel like the first
1: girl no matter what. I oh think. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't have-
0: No, it's, I wouldn't even have questions. I'm like,
1: wow, those are real glasses you're supposed to use. I just, <laughs> I just got actual glasses. <laughs> Hitherto, it's just been cops. I was introduced to this week's guest, Alice, through my friend Callum, who also studied design. A hundred years ago, I studied design, and it was interesting to hear Alice reflect on how work culture around design is focused on these really long hours and overworking yourself. She also says that at one point, she didn't think she could work in corporate design because she's not a shark. That was definitely my perception, and it seemed to be what everyone agreed was the only way to be a great designer. It was interesting to hear Alice talk about having shifted away from that perception to where she is now, which is more focused on taking each job as something new and working at each project differently and also avoiding the grind of being chained to the desk, which she talks about as also being a way to avoid falling into a stale and repetitive design practice. Like a lot of us, Alice's perception of inequality in her workplace has been sharpened in recent times And it's interesting to hear her trying to work through this and understand what it means for her professionally. We both went to the Mary Lee Exchange last weekend, where the panel was discussing trying to live by our convictions and maintain an awareness of the injustices experienced by people other than us, which Alice has been thinking and talking about a lot this week. You can hear this self-reflection as she talks through her life and career, It's something I hear more and more, the sound of people trying to marry their ethical and political selves with their practical, everyday lives. I'll be back at the end of the podcast. Until then, enjoy. Um, All right, so when you're ready, Uh um, introduce yourself, just who you are and what you do, and we'll go from there.
0: Okay, so my name's Alice Weir, and I am an interior designer. I studied interior architecture mm-hmm. at uni, and so can't call myself an interior architect. So we, uh, so we, are uh, interior designers, just to clarify for okay. all the sticklers out there. <laughs> um, and I work at an architecture firm, and um, so we do a lot of commercial, large commercial projects. Um, so like uh, hospitals and um, retail centres, precincts and. Uh, schools, uh, yeah, right. yeah, so large projects, yeah. um, and some like small as well, like yeah. rural and some small cafes. If we get that kind of work, but generally it's really kind of big projects. Big stuff, yeah. yeah so cool. we have a big office.
1: Okay, yeah. cool, perfect. Um, so starting at whatever point you think is kind of relevant. When did you start to be interested in? Work, whether it's the work you're doing now or whatever you were interested in when you were a teenager, that just those kind of first seeds
0: of work. Okay, mm. well, I don't think I really ever wanted to be necessarily an interior designer, mm. it, it really um, was the small steps that led me to where I am now. Mm-hmm. I think I don't really know where to start
1: because. What were you interested in in school, for okay. okay,
0: so school. Um, my, I wasn't. I was not a science person. I was not a maths person. So, yeah. uh, you know, you have to do like your art subjects and your science subjects. Somehow, I got away with my science subject as photography. Nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, I really enjoyed um, drama and photography. Um, you know, English as well. Which sort of runs in my family a bit. My sister's a performer, mm-hmm. and so we just loved um, playing around and you know growing up making films. You know, together with some like um, our next door neighbours of similar ages, so we made lots of like you know nappy sand like rip-offs as like six, <laughs> a group of six, yeah seven year olds um, pretending to knock on the uh, your neighbour's door and give them dirty socks and so. So, like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we, we did the bill um, and like, you know, weird like late night sex ads. I don't know how, like what would go through your mind as a kid, but we, we um, yeah, we really loved, we were really lucky and um, we got to play a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think that sort of all like drove us into a creative direction. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so school was, yeah, driven into, yeah, thinking about um, what I could do afterwards. And mm-hmm. I think I started looking at oh, photography courses and things. So I did really – I got a, um, you know, best in subject for drama and photography. Nice. So um, – which is not a very big deal because I barely passed high school. Like I'm just <laughs> scraped in and somehow I got best in subject for two subjects that I just think it's laughable. Um <laughs> But it was a public school and I'm really, really, like, grateful that I got to go to a public school. Yeah. And I think that especially the work I do now grounds me so much more in terms of I do a lot of education design. And um, uh, I get to see uh, – you know, I got to see growing up, you know, have experience to you know, schools in you know, a public school system. Yeah, oh. yeah. Um, yeah, I forgot what direction. No, I'm no, that's right. okay.
1: So you feel like that informed yeah what you're doing now yeah yeah that's interesting you're not the first person to make that observation about yeah. having gone to a public school yeah. growing up um did you grow up with your parents
0: yes well, what were
1: they into so, what did they do
0: my mom's a teacher so like oh, a nice. kind of and my, like my parents met at Teachers' college before it was sadly a uni. Yes, yeah. Um, Mine did too, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's funny. Um, so yeah, I think there's and uh, my grandparents were teachers as well. So yeah. there was always this sort of inclination towards teaching. You know, when you do your um, your work experience at high oh, yeah. school, yeah. Yeah. I you know I left it to last minute and I did teaching. Yeah. I you know I went and did teacher student thing at my primary school that I, you know I just you know left and. Uh, which I always thought was funny because, like, now I do tutoring at UniSA, nice, and um, I do feel like, in some way, especially like my focus on education design Mm. through at work, it's all kind of gone in one direction without me necessarily, you know, having this one focus. I've never been someone that has like one goal and I've got to get to it, yeah, really. Like, I taste a few things Mm. and um you know go in the direction that i feel is naturally like more like feeling stronger too yeah and you know for a lot of time long time after high school i didn't know what i wanted to do Mm. i yeah i barely passed so i thought oh i better go and do some more study before i could apply for uni okay my mom pushed me to do that yeah so i went to um therberton senior college and did two extra courses Mm. straight
1: Um, away maybe (laughs) yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe after. a year after I think I go to Coles or something for nice. a year you know and yeah. you go to,
0: you, your Centrelink and yeah. Independence and then I went and was like oh well, you know I want to maybe I do want to go to uni so I'll go and um, yeah get a better TR mm-hmm. so I did that and I loved it and it was really really like really interesting because it's totally different school
1: yeah
0: to what I'd experienced like really multicultural I was exposed to people same age and like same position who like didn't really know what they wanted to do, and did like modern history. So I'm, you know, this I have this little history kind of like love now. So yeah, I finished that off and just got you know a bit more life experience and working, and uh, and then I started <laughs> uh, a um, vintage clothes uh, like little business. Oh, did you? Now? Yeah. So I used to uh, sell online and um at Gilly Street Market back in the day yeah so, right like, so a little store and just like sold vintage clothing yeah. so and I just I love doing that because I felt like that was more me because I think I was doing my hospitality work at the time yeah you know like pushing out coffees at cafes and stuff mm-hmm. and then I'd do uh, on the weekends just like bust my balls and just do like like <laughs> kind of revamp all our clothing so then I kind of got this sewing happening and it was just like that's just another example of just like just trying something
1: yeah
0: and like being a bit younger you kind of like this is you know you don't know how to pursue the things that you don't know how to get there so you just do something that you like doing and then you try and then you get a little bit closer to something else and then you might have accomplished it and you're kind of over it so you
1: try the next thing yeah what did that come out of? Were you into up shopping? Do you ever totally. find that I was doing it? Yeah, right. yeah,
0: yeah, always like always up shopped growing yeah. up. Like,
1: nice, yeah, nice. especially
0: in the hills. Like, it's just dime a dozen, it's yeah, like a uh, gold field for um, vintage clothing. Well, it was anyway. Mm. So, we would just do the rounds like every few weeks. Like, I kind of had my hot spots, and um, and then I brought them to like you know, going to semaphore and going to nice. like a few different places, and then you know taking country trips and mm-hmm. um just having but I really liked that of um experience of going to like small towns or like that small community that you experience in op shops yes. that you just don't like almost find other places yeah um but you know it's women usually yes, as well as supporting um like the community
1: yeah um, absolutely, really. which I,
0: I just don't think I really recognize at the time but it's in so reflection. often in retrospect, yeah. yeah,
1: particularly when you're that age and everything's just a bit of a hurricane. Totally. Um, were you doing it by yourself?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I had help. Wow. Like, I, like friends, um, you know, at that age, like, really, um, really love to help. So yeah. they'd help me um, set up and the day and, you know, we'd go shopping together and that sort of thing. Right. Or, like, we'd redesign, like, vintage dresses or something, mm-hmm. you know, but predominantly it was kind of my initiative.
1: Were you teaching yourself to sew? Uh,
0: my mom sort of pushed me a bit, but there was there's it was really like really amateur sewing, like, from, like <laughs> broken seams and like streak. Like I don't know how people bought this stuff. Like <laughs> you know, it'd be like yeah, floral, you know, vintage eighties floral print and little crop top that was like yeah. you know tied together at the front or yeah. something, or, like. <laughs> Yeah, really, um, really, like, basic stuff and yeah. definitely no French themes or anywhere near any there. So, but, yeah, it gave me, a, like, a greater appreciation of, like, independent businesses. It yeah. also exposed me, again, to essentially a community of women yeah. <laughs> who were small business owners. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, love to make or loved the quirkiness in mm. life and want to share it with other people mm. or, you know, making things with um, leather or glass and I think that was just like my hunger because I moved to the city by then and Mm -hmm. was interested in meeting other people, like, you know, artists, I guess, or people that are interested in making, just making or creating or, you know, or just expressing, I think.
1: Yeah. So that started to go in that direction.
0: That was one way I found that I was started to, yeah, dabble in that.
1: Nice. Um, What did you do after Theberton?
0: Oh, yes. So, uh, this is going to be a two hour long conversation. Uh, so, I finished and then I decided I wasn't quite ready for uni and maybe uni wasn't right for me. And mm. so, I looked into TAFE courses mm. and I applied for commercial photography because I was in that position where I was like, you know, photography and, you know, I'd done well. So, I thought, you know, you pursue the things that people have told you've done well in yeah um so i did a commercial photography course um at tafe which the first year it was down in um croydon and then it moved up to tea Tree gully
1: oh um, good halfway.
0: so i kind of had this like a split experience of yeah. like west side of the city to like um the other end so that was excellent i got really good experience in like hands-on experience um you know, with like photography and cameras, and working in you know, you know, my first exposure to like the iMac computer and you know the Adobe suite and yeah. Flash and um, but that was uh, and also like other mostly young women <laughs> who start in starting the own businesses, especially because it's commercially based. You know, you it's, you're essentially going to start your own business once you finish and you have yeah. your own name and your reputation, blah blah blah. Mm. So, yeah, um, went into that, but essentially the thing that I got most out of it was I got exposed to, like, yeah, InDesign and um, Bridge, essentially all those design products. I was like, wow, there's actually this design culture here that I want to know more about. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And photography is not going to give it to me. So I finished this course and then I did a few weddings for people and Mm -hmm. did small jobs, like. Helping people out or do fashion shoots and things like you know that kind of fed on from the vintage thing and nice but I just felt like I didn't have the personality that really (laughs) in commercial photography that really you you'd really need to be able to engage highly with people constantly and need a lot of energy and give yourself you know you can't have to turn on like you, and it it it, um I don't know it leads so much of where your work goes I think like your outcome of your work is your personality and I felt like that was just not what I wanted or like not I didn't think I could do that Mm. I think and um yeah but it really ticked boxes for me in terms of photography who has like this practical base thing but also really creative as well Mm. and um and so then I'm kind of like all right this is good but you know maybe the personality you know like this energy I can't do it yeah but that just like, you know, had me like ticking away. Yeah. And then I think that's what led me to later looking at interior you in like looking at university courses yeah. and thinking, all right, I want it to be creative but I also want it to be practical mm-hmm. and um something that I can do, you know, quietly like work away at.
1: Yeah, know? okay. So rather than it being a case of you walking into rooms and deciding yeah. you wanted to design them <laughs> yeah. it was kind of the other way around like you knew the kind of work you wanted to do and you were looking for a job that yeah 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 that's interesting so you started uni so I started uni um uh,
0: and my I think I started because uh, I was working cafes this whole time and mm you know, working at the Fringe and all those late-night bars and everything, and Yeah, yeah, it's very cool when you're <laughs> 23 or whatever. I don't know. Um, but, you know, I was also exposed with them to, like, a lot of, like, creative types and, mm. you know, as, you know, ideas around, you know, not studying versus, like, travelling or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I – my dad called me, I think. I just have this memory, but I don't know, like, it was just kind of – um out of nowhere but my dad was like so what are you gonna do Ali um you know maybe you should go to uni you know and think about that like I think it'd be really good for you mm. and I think that's just was the thing that made me do it to be honest like no. it wasn't even like there was something at uni that wanted like I wanted to study but I think my parents were concerned that you know, if I didn't study, then I, yeah, (laughs) look in your face, uh, you know, it's that age old story of like, you know, you need to study professionally, you know, and have a career for yourself and we, you know, then we can leave the world and know that you can look after yourself financially and whatever that brings. So even though (laughs) it's not, wasn't necessarily myself initiated I'm I'm really grateful that they did that because, Mm. um, and I know that's not the case, everybody, but, um, I don't think I would have really believed that I could go to university and study something and like have a career after it just not, it's just wasn't who I thought I was. Yeah, right. yeah. Like I think I always thought that, you know, I could make something that's my own. That's, that's pure. I think that's <laughs> yeah. um from your, from yourself that, you know, that has, doesn't have influence or, and that's driven you – know, I didn't know what it was, but, you know, getting closer to that, um, yeah. I think, and that some way that going to higher education can kind of taint that in some ways. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that was in the back of my mind. But yeah. anyway, I went, so I went to uni and uh, studied interior architecture. Yeah. And uh,
1: Did you stop being concerned about the idea that that was going to kind of crush something out of you?
0: Um, I don't know. I don't think – I don't think – um just stopped it really, thinking about it. yeah I just well, went I into it, it and I yeah. dived and thought well this is I can I'm always like the kind of person that thinks like all right I'm in this position now like let's just like take everything from it that yeah. you possibly can yeah and um expose the design community and I was older at that stage like I was I mean like 24 20 yeah 24 which like at that age felt like I was a lot older than everybody in my course. And it
1: is. I think it absolutely is. That first three or four years out of school – is such a massive time of change that you do feel like a completely different human being to those people yeah. <laughs> who are going through that bizarre yeah. experience yeah. post school. And like, yeah. I'm still
0: terrified. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> yes. I don't know where the next class is. Yeah. Like, I have no idea. Um, but that, yeah, and you definitely get treated differently yeah. in terms of yeah that. But you know, it's all the same stuff. You will go to the pub and you will have a drink and you'll fail assignments. And <laughs> <laughs> okay. But um yeah uh I, I was really i was really excited i think and um this world of like architecture, even though I'm not an architecture student or um, graduate there was it's it is a similar it's a similar world and' yes. the same world but you know different languages mm-hmm. um and i you know soon learned that that's something that I could be good at and um and that's another thing I've been thinking about recently is that i think this my, a lot of my life i thought everyone has something in their mind that they're good at and they go and do that. But it's not always like that. Like for me, I th- now looking around at all the people that I know, I think you could be excellent at so many things. Yeah. Like, and they're a completely different career, yeah. like um, paths.
1: Yeah.
0: For, you know, from what you're doing, where you've ended up but. um, I think that's something that I really got wrong early on in terms of like, I, I need to find that one thing that I'm good at and I got to go figure out what it is soon. Cause, yeah. but it's not like you will find love in every part of every job. I yeah. think there's, there's, um,
1: I think I was thinking about it when you were saying earlier that you have never, when you were in school, you were never one of those people that knew exactly what they wanted to do but that you just kind of went in the direction that your life was taking you. I feel like I've always been the same way but I've always been extremely envious of those really okay. kind of tunnel vision people because I think there would, would be something wonderfully simple about the idea that you just <laughs> knew, knew what you were going to do with your life yeah. and that would be it. And I feel like those people, you know, whilst not being common, are not so uncommon that you can't feel like you're a little deficient if you don't know exactly what you want to do. And perhaps you just don't have the clarity that that person has. And if you, you know, do enough work, eventually you'll just ascend and know what you're meant to be. But I don't don't think, I think you're right. I don't think that is the case for a lot of people. And I do think a lot of people could enjoy a lot of, different things and be good at a lot of different things Definitely. um did that course start working for you straight away um
0: I don't know <laughs> I don't know how to answer that but um I think for me it was like important that I had a strong social circle because mm. um you know that changes the experience in anything like whether it's work or you know, anything else but mm. um I'm really lucky I found my now closest friends in yeah. my first year. And I know that's really cliche because, you know, I tell me, I'm at uni and I tell all my first years that I talk to everybody, like mingle, and it's a different structure now. So, like, I, I feel like they don't have a uh, better opportunity than that we have. Mm. Um, but that I just have memories of my friends and, mm. like, sharing ideas and um, growing as people and talk talking about, know the world and life and all those things and pushing each other's boundaries and thoughts and i think that's almost most one of the rich enriching things that can come out of um studying Mm. with people that you've never met before
1: yeah
0: and i think it's definitely changed who i am um, and exposed me to you know things that have happened to other people that you enriches you but um yeah i i feel like university is a bit of a blur i i'm a bit selfish in that i um i met I met a friend actually, um, Dan, who was studying interior architecture and I forgot to mention this, when we were working at a cafe together and yeah. he told me about, you know, he was talking about how he's in his final year of doing interior architecture mm. and he's just come back from uh, Denmark where he got to spend six months, sort of, you know, studying design and, yeah. like, in it's Copenhagen. Weird. He's yeah. like, wow, this is possible? <laughs> and he's just like, you know, talking about this great course and, exposed me to like the design culture mm-hmm. and materiality and graphic design it's mm-hmm. all kind of mixed in together and you know community work as well and I think that's what really sparked that yeah, you know okay. and then you know my dad's words and it's just kind of all like all right I'll just step my toe in or like, yeah. let's have a look at this this could work for me but yeah so I was thinking pretty early on how do I Uh, wrangle and exchange into this degree. Did you
1: manage to? (laughs) Yeah. um, Nice. Yeah
0: I was really lucky so I did three exchanges. Whoa.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) uh, Okay.
0: So first year uh, at the end of first year I went to Italy and did a two-week course which was just like one of the most special experiences in my life but it was just a really small community um, outside of Milan that was uh, we did like a two two week workshop in the middle of winter and it was totally freezing and it was snowing and I couldn't feel my toes. But you know, we're like saws out and electrical power tools and it's snowing and there's no safety. I, it was just like this Whoa. crazy time and I learned to love olives and we'll not talk about that. But,
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, lots of important lessons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, the, how important imperative is at the end of every day. And, of course. And, yeah. And just um, the Italian. I, the welcoming is just like nothing else I've experienced.
1: Yeah,
0: but I won't go on about that. But I also got to go to Vanuatu. Like, there's this design and construct uh, design, oh design and construct
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah um, program through the uni, and mm-hmm. um, they do it maybe every six months with different mm-hmm. students, and so it's an ongoing project, and you kind of get exposed to whatever um, section you know that the project's at. So for us, well, it was the project's really early on, so we just did a lot of surveying mm-hmm. and got really sick on a beautiful beach somewhere. But um, <laughs> but now it's it's in um, full swing. But yeah. um, that was really special because mm-hmm. it was on this island called Tana and you like had to fly in this tiny little plane to get there. And it's like this volcanic like volcano that's in this um, that's like bubbling. You can go and visit it. It's black mm-hmm. sand and. You know, suddenly, you know, you're like four years later, you're like, what of all these things that I've been doing? Like, I do yeah. not This is like doing interior design has just led me on this really like crazy path, and I think that
1: you have to be open to those things for sure. But yeah. also, they're so terrifying at the same time. But. Absolutely. Um, um, how were you living while you're at uni? Weird. Share albums?
0: Yeah. What was I? Oh, so yes. This is brings me to.
1: Please. <laughs>
0: go go. Privilege. <laughs> Um, so my mom has a has a house in um, Prospect, and mm-hmm. she um, that she bought after my parents divorced, uh-huh. and um, she then moved, like found this new great partner that we all adore, and has moved out to country to live with him, but left this house that <laughs> she's still paying off uh, to yeah. her you know beloved daughters. Uh, so we nice. we 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 paid rent and stayed yeah. there, and um, so my sister and I. Was that was sort of our grounding and that was our home Yeah. for those
1: years. Did and that make it easier financially and practically for you to go on these trips that you went on? Yes. The like exchanges, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think so. I did save, but also you can apply for money through uni, which I did on okay. like a few occasions. Yeah. Um, in the first year I went to Italy, I was lucky that I'd been working hospitality for years and so I could, you know, like, I can't even imagine saving money now. I don't know how I did it when <laughs> like that. Yeah. But, yes, definitely. Um, I was really lucky. I had a really supportive mother who's um, – still do uh, – uh, who's very emotionally supportive in terms of um, anything that I want to do in my yeah. life but also financially supportive yeah. as well. So I'm really always grateful for that. Yeah. But, yeah, I lived with my sister, which was probably the only you know, when we were growing up with the, in that time with – probably the most destructive thing you you know like great great and bad like you know it's like you're blessed and you cut at the same time yeah I think um she was she's always exposing to like the greatest like lessons in life Mm. I think she's so um wonderful and always like five steps ahead of everybody and really engaging and um, I'm learning from her constantly
1: Mm. Uh, you said she was a performer? She's a performer. Still now? Yes. Yeah, so well, yeah. now she
0: does more theatre making, so she does yeah. more writing or like producing and directing mm. um, for, in Adelaide. Mm. But yeah.
1: Do you guys still live together?
0: We don't. <laughs> we've, we've, she's officially has a child and has got married. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. And I'm, I'm out living in share houses now um, yeah. with some close girlfriends who one of them is actually an interior designer
1: for yeah. another company. So yeah. that's good it sounds the way that you talk about your experience of being at uni or that time that you were at uni, I should say was such a kind of nourishing time in terms of your personal experiences. Do you think that that, that kind of bears a relationship to the fact that interior design took hold for you and that you ended up doing what you do now? Potentially. Yeah. Um, I just think it's, I mean, personally speaking, I think it's easier to stay in something to stick with something and to kind of get your teeth into something if yeah. someone else you know and like is doing yeah. that as yeah well. no, that's
0: true yeah and I think that um it also stemmed from like working with my sister I used to do like when I did photography like mm-hmm. photograph her shows and um yeah. whether it was like a poster for the show or like you know um on stage like set so also exposed to a lot of like set design and mm-hmm. um you know she's surrounded by a circle of friends who are creative women who you know do um you know lighting installation stuff so I was sort of all over the shop I was just thinking oh there's so much I want to do and try yeah. and I I wish I could be the best at this one thing but you know you've got to start somewhere yeah um which actually reminds me that one of the draw cards of studying ID was um the furniture design component of it which is huge interest to me yeah. like when I because I you know I felt like I even I was making clothes I felt like I was still making and I wanted to progress and yeah. in that area and you know loved mid, mid-century like furniture yeah. and you know architecture as well so that was definitely a driving thing for me as well going in wanting to do more um, like woodwork and um, getting gaining skills and um, in those areas so I was fortunate enough to make make things and True. You know, start making a portfolio that was furniture based, but and also, you know, interiors um, based as mm. well.
1: Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. I, how did how did you kind of finish up for you? What were you thinking and planning as things were wrapping up? So I knew I didn't
0: want to work commercially yeah, <laughs> at okay. a firm at all. Good, that was that's important. I was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to start my. You know, I'm gonna. I wanted to go to the Jam Factory and do furniture design. Yeah. I was like, this is exactly what I want to do. So I spent, um, you know, one day, oh, well, half a day a week with the Jam factory, talking mm-hmm. to associates there and um, the head of the furniture design studio, and just making a relationship with them and listening yeah. to their advice and what they they thought would be best in terms of um, getting a better chance because like they only take three a yeah. year. And so I was, you know, that was kind of had my heart set on that. So you know, also wanting to work up my furniture portfolio mm-hmm. and. Um, Making constantly for that, but in the back of my mind, knowing I had to have another plan and thinking if this doesn't work out, what am I? You know, what are you open to doing? Are you open to doing commercial work and then seeing where it goes in the future? Yeah. So we do have a um like work experience like a yeah work experience component to our course. so you have to tick off like, like sixty hours or something.
1: Yeah,
0: and so uh so I went and did some work experience a few different companies I'm really lucky to have some really like wonderful friends and mentors that just took me under the wing gave me like ample opportunity you know I didn't know how lucky I was at the time um to really be exposed to that yeah um and you know looking back you know I was useless (laughs) and it's work experience I don't know know. like I'm thinking well you know when we knock off and like go home (laughs) you know watch Netflix or whatever you do then but um yeah it was really yeah and that gave me you know a lot of appreciation for um yeah small businesses because I worked um got experience at a small architecture firm mm-hmm. and then actually a really big one mm. um I, I did have similar experiences at both um to be fair I didn't love it and that's kind of why <laughs> you give me the eyes I know I was thinking what am I doing like I'm not built for this like I'm
1: yeah.
0: not I'm not headstrong I'm not um I'm not shark you know I think there's that everyone's working late hours, no one has lunch breaks. You know, yeah. I, was, I was really shocked. Yeah. Um, and I thought, this was such a start, you know, going from uni life where you're yeah. napping at uni or you're <laughs> just, like, stop and get pizza or something, you know, and to going in this really strict environment of, not strict, but like, it's very, it's this culture of you know, hard work and yeah. long work and quiet, you know, there's no music, there's no like chatting necessarily might stop to discuss, but it was just this, there's just like that playful life was just, you know, not Not existing there. Yeah. Yeah. So I was terrified. I'm thinking, what? well, I don't want to do that. And then I didn't get into the jam, but, you know, they, they said, if you make, you know, three things in the next year, then we'll get you in. You know, we'd love, we just want to see that you're dedicated to actually making. Okay. So then I'm thinking, okay, what do I do? What do I do? Yeah. And yeah, I think I... My friend uh, was working at a company, and she she called me, and I was work at the time. I was working at Andre's Italian, and yeah. working at Naomi Morrell. You know, kind of like <laughs> you know opposite ends of like yes. retail and hospitality. You know, working nights and working days, but um, and you know, drying up my like thought. You know, like, I'm getting a sore back. I'm getting like my feet cane at the end of the night. I yeah. couldn't. Um, I couldn't see the longevity. Myself there, yeah. You know, thinking, all right, maybe I maybe I can see myself working commercially and, you know, working in an office. And maybe there is goodness there. Maybe I can find my place there. Mm-hmm. And just trying, you know, weighing up all those things in my mind. And obviously, working for Naomi Morel, who's like a small Adelaide designer, and being exposed to running your own business and mm-hmm. um, independent design originality and originality in design, which yeah. I think has always been really um important to me and i'd love to do that i think long term is work for it um whether it's architecture and interior design in adelaide that's small scale and maybe women women based or, mm. um, and just original design and yeah. really thoughtful and um sustainable obviously mm-hmm. in, in all the things that that means and the buzzwords <laughs> everywhere but yeah i think that yeah there's I don't know if there's lots of opportunity out there
1: and mm.
0: I, um, uh, I wanted, I wanted to move forward. So I yeah. thought, I thought maybe even if I hate it, I can leave, but I needed to take, you know, do the next scary yeah. thing that yeah. seemed reasonable. Yeah. So, um, my friend left this job and, um, she called me and I was working at home the other day and she's like, I hate it. <laughs> I hate, it. you know, i I know I've got to leave, but, um. I do want me to put your name down as. <laughs> wow. What a uh, Lauren Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's no secret either. So that's fine. And, um, you know, and so I was like, oh, okay, maybe. Like, here's an opportunity. I'm, you know, my mom says, always says to me, say yes to everything, say no later. So I was like, yeah, okay, put my name. Yeah, I'd love that. And, mm-hmm. you know, next week I came in for an interview and, um yeah, I got the job. Um, so, yes. yeah, but um, to be fair, I actually I forgot, but I was doing work experience there for. I did like you know three or four days work experience okay. there, so they knew who I was. Right. I, you know, I was pretty. I was still pretty useless at that stage, but
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but you're familiar with Yeah, they yourselves. were desperate enough to hide. So <laughs> I see. Yeah. Um. Okay. And how are you feeling that's going right. into that? So that's still obviously the job that I'm in. Yeah. So that was two
0: years ago yeah and i'm in a very different place now than i was then Mm -hmm. then i found it scary and daunting and hard Mm. like really hard Mm. i felt even though i was maybe 26 at the time Mm. i felt like the youngest you know most innocent person in the office and that i didn't have a voice and that um, I had to prove myself by working hard and working late, and um, you know, being highly efficient. And, mm. and yeah, so I think that was pretty much on the forefront of my mind was that you that I went in there thinking everyone's really good, everyone's brilliant, everyone's got a lot of experience, yeah. and they're really Like they've been hired for a re- you know, and you know, in in hindsight. <laughs> Um, I was probably a bit hard on myself and that's what people told me at the time but it's hard to see that because you are in this position that you aren't familiar with and um, the culture that gets talked about whether it's at uni or whether through friends in the industry it's you know you need to need to work hard yeah you've got to work late and they that's what you're expected to do to earn your stripes and and to be a better designer you have to work later and harder and that I just you know now I have a very different philosophy okay in um in in that because I think that play is almost the best thing that you can do in terms of being um a you know better designer and better for the um end user and the client and yeah to explore lots of options and rather than you know um sort of a more manufactured approach to, yeah yeah
1: to um output. do you think you kind of got to this point because you recognized that you were good at your job or were you getting praised did somebody help you kind of yeah. how did you get from that point to, to, now. to now yeah
0: i have an amazing mentor like okay. from, she's been incredible from like um from the day I walked in there so at the beginning it was just us two and she was the senior and I was the junior right okay um and so she guided me through a lot and just got me to do a lot of repetitive tasks and (laughs) which means I'm very good at them now very quick yeah um but she was always so supportive like Mm. she said you're brilliant like just really like highly praised sometimes too much because you're like oh, it's too much I don't believe it um but yeah she really I was really lucky that she just took me under her wing and it was just us two for a really long time so Mm. she had a certain set of skills and um didn't have a certain set of skills so I I was filling the gap basically so I knew what i had to achieve in terms of like i need to be better at this or really good at this because Mm. then we can work better as you know as a team yeah and then slowly we've kind of um people have come and gone in terms of that but now we have this really excellent strong team of four people one of Mm. which is my best friend (laughs) we we uh, operate very differently to the way that i did at the beginning Mm. and um it's everything's so much less scary. I don't care about saying, I don't know how to do that anymore. Or like I'm quite openly saying, I don't know what you're saying. I don't understand what you're talking about.
1: Yeah.
0: Rather than, um, you know, nodding and saying,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, of course, and you know, you're seriously Googling and you messaging your friends and you're like, what does this mean? Or like, you know, yeah. I was sending like all my work off to friends, um, at that early stage to double check, yeah. getting feedback, thinking like, you know, I don't want to look like an idiot. Mm. And, sometimes now now I have such a different view. I think every graduate that walks through the door is better than <laughs> most of us in there they're, they have original thought they've got better like they're highly skilled yeah and they haven't been like pigeonholed like i think that. do you
1: feel like that's happened to you
0: absolutely yeah, yeah okay. and that's not a secret as well like i've talked to a lot of people about it at work because i had to fill this role for such a long time yeah it's become my role
1: yeah okay
0: so um and then we hire people to fill the other things that i haven't had exposure to and so then you don't get it yeah so it's just this vicious cycle yeah um and that sort of brings me to like um a point where
1: you've got to start
0: Speaking up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So,
1: how do you? I mean, how do you grow then? You personally. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess like for
0: me, all my growth has just come through trying new things mm-hmm. and doing scary things and with mm-hmm. ref- just self reflection, like mm-hmm. and thinking maybe I'm not so bad, or or you know, um, you know, maybe I am like more value then I think you know, maybe I'm more valued than they think I am.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I don't know. And also just teaching yourself things. That was That's just one thing I feel like I'm a real late bloomer in. Yeah. Um, um, being able to educate yourself constantly. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stop when you think you have no bite now. But, um, yeah, I think you, you read, 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 yeah. read. Yeah. And um and try things out mm. and ask people ask people because that's something I just never did I never yeah. asked people I always thought I had to work it up on myself mm. I had to um find the solution because that's the only way you learn but I find you know you find after a while that asking someone is actually the, the quickest way yeah and just that interaction is mm. just memorable so you always have like
1: yeah mm. um things. Speaking of teaching, talk to me a bit about lecturing
0: at tutoring. UniSA. Tutoring, tutoring at UniSA. Uh, so I've done one, one semester. So like one the half semester. So how
1: did six. that start?
0: Um, it started. I ran into my uh, lecturer on uh, the street when I was like going to work one day, nice. and she's sort of like, "Hey, hey, uh, uh, do you want to do some tutoring, like?" Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'd love to. I'd actually really love to. Yeah. Like, All right. All right, right. Email you. See ya. And I was like, okay. Great. Yeah. And um, yeah. She's brilliant. I feel like in terms of um, having people support you yeah. in your life, she's another one that's um, is you know someone you aspire to be like. Nice. You know, creative, be thoughtful, intelligent, yeah. strong, like. Says her opinion and it's heard and you think how does how do you do that yeah <laughs> but yeah like people that have like these skills that you want you want to learn how. yeah um so yeah she emailed me you know, the next day or something and said love for you to come and do some cheering so all yeah. all that and got my you know um check police check and uh so that was oh, i don't even know, know six six weeks maybe of two half days a week mm-hmm. and spoke to work about it they were fine and so that was actually a lot harder than I thought yeah in terms of juggling work and uni mm-hmm. so I had to make up eight hours a week which doesn't sound like much but obviously it's a whole day it's a whole day yeah um so I would you know stay back every night you know two hours or if I was too exhausted one night so I have to think about whether I come on the weekends or come a, you know like you constant and lucky I have that supportive you know inner work um community that um, was just they just you know you figure it out and you worked around what you need to work around so mm-hmm. I was really lucky like that but yeah it was definitely exhausted by the end yeah. of it but yeah one of the most rewarding things I've done as yeah. well is is to be involved in in that so mm. i I had a very, so the way it was structured in my first year, because I, I was, you know, um, tutoring first year studios. Okay. So that's like a lot of like concept-based work, a lot yeah. of drawing. Yeah. Our first year, we were all tied in with architects. And so it's all first year architects and interior design students in this massive room and it's just chaotic and um, it's very informal. Yeah. Um, and so this is what I thought I was going to be walking into, you know, like, you have my coffee, and you know. <laughs> um, you know, I was like, this is, I'll be fine, I'll be fine. And, like, you know, Hannah, will, you know, has got it all. I walk, you know, I rock up and it's just me and another tutor. And she's like, all right, so your classroom is in there. I've got some dot points for you to go over, but it's, you know, four hours or, you know, we'll get a ten-minute break in the middle go, you know, you know, she was like starting to give me pointers. She's like, naturally, you know what you're doing, you know, and I'm just like totally screaming. <laughs> like, I've got what? I've got a class, like 20 students, 20 plus students. And, you know, I look like I'm 18. So they're not even going to know that I'm going in to teach them. And I like, you know, was just, I was so terrified. Um, but yeah, I was I, – I wrote, i hello, I'm Alice, you know, I'm your tutor. And, I I'm just saying, oh, what am I doing? Like, you know. <laughs> That's great. So I just, like, I've lived my way through a, a bit and, and learned really quickly. Mm. Learned so quickly. And um, just about how other people learn, even though I felt like that was always a strength of mine because um, I'd always sort of nurture or, you know, guide a lot of the new people at work. So mm. I wasn't completely – Um, the foreign to me, the whole idea of um, speaking a different language, I guess, in terms of who you are and what you know and starting from the beginning and then going over things. So I work much better one-on-one with Mm. students. I find that was a lot easier, but it means it's really time-consuming and frustrating for some of the students um, who want to share, you know, talk to you about their work constantly. But... Yeah, I somehow I got through six weeks and uh, they didn't totally hate me, I don't think. So got you back. Hey,
1: <laughs> congratulations. Thanks. And you're just going to continue much, on with yeah, that no, massive no, I've, week? I've
0: got, my, I've got a lot more strategies now. And okay, that's the other thing is like you... You think, oh, I tried, you know, you try something, you're like, I don't know how to do that. And so you watch someone next to you, like, that's brilliant, I'm stealing that. <laughs> that <laughs> is. And I my like sister it. was always like, she's a performer, but um, she also teaches acting at AC oh. Arts. So she has so many great activities course, and nice. like just language and, um, you know, so many um, things that I've, and my mum's a teacher as well. So mm. we kind of now constantly talk about that side of things. Nice.
1: Yeah, yeah, perfect. So you have kind of come around to that a bit. Yeah, I know.
0: It's funny, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Is there any sort of hurdles in your experience that you feel like we've skipped <laughs> over?
0: Um, I think just self-doubt. Yeah, right. And we're literally, aren't the only thing that was standing, you know, in my way. It's a little cliche. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think self-doubt or, um, yeah, just not knowing... If something is right for you, or if mm. something is your future, if that feeling of maybe you're making the wrong decision and mm. you don't want to regret it, and but mm. it's just it seems such a silly thought. Like further down the line, but now, you think it's everything. You, you can take something positive out of any experience, yeah. You want it to, even if it's a, if it's a bad experience, it's still good to know, and it still lead you away from that. If yeah. You know. So.
1: Well, with that in mind, what what do you feel, if anything, is kind of next for you in terms of change or development?
0: Um, I think I, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a tricky one because I've always I'm the kind of person that sees, you know, a thousand futures potentially. Yeah, and I'm not. You know, I don't think you can necessarily go, think you're going one direction, you could be going in another. So um, I think I go into things kind of blindly in that Mm. way because things evolve quite naturally. But Mm. there are certain skills I feel like I've got really good at at work, whether that's social skills or like technical skills. And you just, I guess, just naturally, you feel like you want to move on from that and, you know, become a bit more involved in logistics and, um, uh, I know it sounds boring, but management, but in, in the sense of um, project um, management and yeah. and um, looking at a project from the point that you don't get to do which mm-hmm. is, you know, you get exposed to design, you get exposed to, like, you know, 3D modelling and all that sort of stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, at grad school, you know, if you're younger, you don't really get experience with clients. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's so integral to making good design is, like, having that relationship with... You know the client really hearing what they what they want because everyone hears that differently and interprets yes. that differently. Yeah, and I think that's so integral to how your design works out yeah. or um, how useful it is. I like that's for me it's, like such a big one. Of like course. I don't I think it's such it's such a wasteful industry, and I don't want to be a part of that. Like yeah. I think that there could be better paths yeah. in terms of yeah interior design. I think you know even yeah. for small things and just Being a part of maybe a movement that is shifting ideas in how how we design or um, materiality is a big one as well and always looking for better options, especially with such like – it's tricky, especially commercially because you get a lot of products pushed on you Mm. um, and you have a lot of um, tradition in terms of how things have have been made or um, what they're made of um, traditionally. So I feel like you need to learn that and then – learn the next bit too and um it's just so much to know you want to you want to know it all so you're you're you always want to be I personally always want to be ahead yes you want to be you know a couple steps ahead
1: yeah and
0: hopefully stay that way yeah you know it's really scary to think that you might lose your like drive and lose Mm. your like passion to Mm. do better and Stuck into a particular way, which is, I think, so easy to do.
1: Absolutely.
0: And be like, um, you know, removed from what's important. Yeah. 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 Okay. That did not answer the question. No, did no, I it it? did. No,
1: yes, it did. <laughs> it yes, did. It. okay, it did. good. It did. Don't worry. Um, it did. I. Uh, before we finish, it's nearly over. Congratulations. Um, is there anything that we or that I have? skipped that you think is kind of salient mm-hmm. just one thing <laughs> <laughs> well I mean is there anything, I know no, like no, I no. sent you these questions earlier in the week and like you've had a bit of time to mull over it is there anything that came to you during that time that we haven't talked about
0: yeah I think the only thing um that it's I guess it's like um just it's the most recent thing okay yeah to me I guess professionally that I've experienced yeah. is or like come become aware of is. I know it, it's 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 a subject that can I feel like I can go forever on but like sexism in the industry it's just like I and the boys club thing like I'm you know I'm from the hills like I I never was exposed to the school culture thing until I came to the city and went okay. to university that and I everyone was asking me what school I went to and I was like that's weird and it took me years to figure out why yeah um and then now again I'm working commercially and it's um you know all men seniors and all men on the board um and it's 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 stuff that i just haven't been exposed to and that i'm still stomaching and that you know way women, women are treated um are, that are more senior and really well experienced and mm. it's just yeah lots of things that i didn't expect mm. i think you you never prepare yourself for everything but think there's some inter- interesting um yeah behaviors that i wasn't aware there are in adelaide i guess that's the thing it's like you, you kind of you can associate that with business and um and corporate environments but when it's you think it's in your own home you, it's really close to the bone
1: and yeah what has sharpened it in your mind Lately. So you said it was more it was, recent?
0: Yeah, I think more recently. My friend that I work with, he is openly gay and is like on Vietnamese descent and I think he gets different experiences, you mm. know, in terms of those things in in at work. And, you know, I see the sexes you know, the the things mm. that you see that are invisible to other people. But I think that that conversation has really, you know, opens your eyes to wider things that are happening. You know, just culturally, and it's not just the your company that you hear from as well. And yeah, I, I think, and the, obviously having um, difficult conversations about pay. Like suddenly, I'm in this position where i I have to be my own voice. You know, yeah. my mom's not going to come in and say, "Give me, give my daughter a pay rise," or <laughs> you know, call up sick for me. Like it's just me now. Yeah. And, um. You know, and you need to be aware of your own worth and your own value because mm. it's just you and, you know, you get, can get taken for a ride if you, you let it. And, I, you know, definitely guilty of it thinking that I'm, you know, I don't have enough experience so I'm, I'm not worth much or, mm. you know, that, that thinking that I think that I would hope that nobody else, like no female graduate, you know, any, any graduate would go into the industry thinking that because... They, you know, they all really valued and yeah. and are worth something and,
1: yeah.
0: and really talented and so I think, yeah, definitely those things I'm trying to
1: change in a broader sense. Yeah. Rock and roll. You did it. Well done. <laughs> like- if you have any questions for me or for Alice, just reach out to us on our social. We're on Facebook and on Instagram at GateClosePanic, where you can like us and follow us and all of those good things. We're also available on iTunes where you can rate us, which is a really helpful thing to do. (laughs) That sounded dumb. Anyway, uh, I will be back next week. I've been Sarah Bell. This has been Kate Close Panic. I will see you next Friday.